Welcome everybody back to Wrestling Overtime. It is I, Oscar Rendon, and I'm joined by my co-host, my best friend, the myth, the legend, the one they call Timmy Tapout, Tim Roth. It is also I. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting proper here on Wrestling Overtime. <laughs> we're, we're well educated here. Yeah, we're <laughs> not only are we stooges, we're stooges for education. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. So if you listened to this past week's episode of Wrestling with Stooges, you know that Tim has a question he wants to ask me. And uh, Tim, the floor is all yours. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, so it's a Survivor Series related question. Okay. Um, do you prefer the traditional five on five or do you like the war games concept? Um, I kind of like the war games concept. Be, like it's a little more exciting, you know. Um, but I feel like that's just because it's still new, you know. Uh, I think they've only had what two on the main roster. They um, had one last year, right? It was yeah. like the whole pay per view was the whole concept was war games. Um, but I think usually any time before that they did, they just did the traditional five on five. I mean, there has been some Survivor Series where there wasn't a five yeah. on five. No, um, I think ours there wasn't when they came here, right? No, there was. It was the it was Team Authority versus Team Cena. Remember, the stipulation was if uh, Team Authority lost, they were out of power. Oh yeah, yeah. When yeah. Sting debuted, yep, Dolph yep. Ziggler was the lone survivor. <clears throat> yep. So I like, I do like the War Games concept better, but at the same time, if they have like a good story for the five on five, like that one that we were just talking about, then I'm all for that too. Yeah. Um, the Raw versus SmackDown stuff's okay sometimes, um, mm. but hopefully, hopefully they continue with the War Games because yeah, pretty cool. So yeah, it's a little more exciting just because you know you start off with two in the ring and then you slowly let out you know, and then there's also an adva- there's also the build up to it. You you know you want to have the advantage of of you know being able to come out first so that you know you can have the two on one advantage. So that's usually like the buildup to uh, a war games, usually. And it's always usually like the SmackDown before. <laughs> yeah. You know? I just like when there's stipulations added yeah. to make it bigger. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I would say war games. Let's keep it war games. I think, yeah. I think everybody listening to the podcast would agree. War games. Yeah. I just wanted to ask, you know, we were on the topic of Survivor Series on uh, the Stooges, this past episode of the Stooges. So, yeah, just wanted to keep it going. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Wrestling with yeah. Stooges. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, Tim, do you have any more news? <laughs> I do, actually. So, uh, as many of you probably know, um, back in... <laughs> or maybe you don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if, back at uh, All In, there was a... Not only a confrontation between CM Punk and Jack Perry, but there was an alleged confrontation between cm punk and miro yep um which we all thought that we didn't know if there was anything to come of that or if it was serious or not um but this is breaking um i'm just now reading this from uh miro's wife lana cj perry whatever you want to call her um she's got the inside scoop on what really happened so i'm going to read it right now for you she says Firstly, I had no clue about the entire situation until it went viral. He filled me in, and I was like, what's going on? I questioned him. Why would you even consider confronting him? While I was with WWE, stirring the pot was part of my character, but in reality, that's not how I am. So I was frustrated, especially knowing that I was making my debut. I could not believe he was trying to get on the bad side of someone so influential in the company. Later, I found out Miro was upset because CM Punk told the media he was just joking around. When I confronted him, he admitted it was a joke. For a long while, he had me convinced it was a real issue. I was floored when he finally admitted he was joking. He laughed it off, saying, I always take things literally. So, there you have it. There, there, was, <laughs> there was nothing going on between CM Punk and Miro. It was just merely a joke. Um, so, we're just now finding that out as I just read it to you. So Yeah. On this day, <laughs> we see clearly. We all see clearly. <laughs> Oh man, that's hilarious! I didn't know that. That's the funny thing is like, like when you pulled it up and you asked me, you're like, we knew this, right? I'm like, no. See, for some reason, I thought I knew, but maybe <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe 
this I don't obviously we didn't know. Maybe so. you, maybe you just had deja vu. Maybe maybe yeah. I was thinking of something else, somebody else. Yeah, same punk know. was having a conversation <laughs> with. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't know that. So yeah, it's uh, again <laughs> more <laughs> more CM Punk news just keeps raking. <laughs> Uh, where's that coverage? <laughs> where's Dave Meltzer when that comes out? Right. You know, that's coming from uh, Miro's wife. So it's like, there's a credible source right there. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Um, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like, this will, again, that one-year span that CM Punk went apeshit on AEW is going to make a great documentary. Great Dark Side of the Ring, a great, I don't know. It's just going to make for great television one day, or a great film one day. When he comes <laughs> when he comes to WWE and talks about it on live television. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be interesting because there's so many moving parts to it that's like, you know, like, I don't know who to believe. You know, I, I sure as hell don't believe Tony. Uh, you know, I, I, we don't even really know what CM Punk's side of it is, so we'll have to wait if... If we if he ever talks about it, maybe he'll do a podcast with <laughs> with somebody. Punk, we know you're listening. Just come uh, come join us. You know, Tell us it's, your side of the it's story. a short drive from Chicago to St. Louis. Look, we can even go to Chicago. You know, yeah. Or you know, maybe we can meet you in Philadelphia if the rumors are true. You know, if you're yeah. if you're gonna be signing. <laughs> I mean, look on this podcast. Realistically, there are the only two people I ever want on this show. Two people, and I could retire happily. First one is so obvious. It's Dirty Dom. Uh, yeah, he's number one. He's sure. number one. But a close number two, really close, is CM Punk. All he needs is a microphone. We got two. <laughs> <laughs> he might need to. You know? But, uh, yeah, that, yeah, I would love to talk to Punk. You know, that's my, that's, that, that would be my dream interview at that point, you know? I've interviewed a lot of people. That would be my dream interview. I feel like you've you've only dream. You've, I feel like you've only interviewed maybe one person, two people. Um. Uh, yeah, but I can't. Who it was? Um. I remember the one. Um. From uh, Glory Pro. Um. Ricky Cruz. Ricky Cruz. Yeah, I was there for him. I think that was only one. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but I feel like you... It was one and done. Yeah, you were one and done. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I feel like, yeah, you you and I, we, we both agree. It's Dom and CM Punk, yep. you know? <laughs> together. <laughs> we should get them together on the same. Oh, man, that, that would be a great podcast. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, Dirty Dom meets Clean CM Punk. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, look. I feel like the, as, as more time goes by, we're going to get even more and more you know tidbits of what happened that day uh maybe at some point we see the security footage yes you know um it's gonna get leaked it's gonna get leaked something's gonna happen um although i'm surprised it's taking this long yeah i'm surprised too um you know we'll we'll see whether or not tony had a right to fear for his life or not (laughs) um i don't know you know uh, so we'll, we will see, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, we've, we've talked, we, you know, we've talked about, uh, <clears throat> this person on, on, on our program. We're not really big fans of this person, Dave Meltzer, you know, eh, never really liked his takes. Like I've watched, um, I forgot what the name of his show is that, that pops up on YouTube, but like, you know. Like, whenever he's on, I'm like, eh, like this guy. Like, people take him seriously. Like, this is the guy that people, like, really care that much about, like, his opinion. I'm like, eh. Like, I kind of really don't give a fuck about this guy's opinion. <laughs> no, fuck him. You know? And, like, look, it, I'm sure he's a great guy besides, you know, what he does for a living. <laughs> but, like, honestly, like I said, I don't really give a, a, a fuck about his opinion, his, his, uh, his expertise, like, you know, it's just what it is. But, like, so here, this is what happened. Breaking news. Breaking, not breaking, whatever it is. Um, uh, Dave Meltzer has... Daddy issues? Yes, he has daddy issues. Christian? Christian. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> no, uh, 
So this is uh, this is the gist of it. Um, uh, Dave Meltzer repl- uh, quote tweeted somebody who had wrote this. Uh, so this is what someone wrote. Uh, Tommy Milagro of Slam Wrestling talked with Billy Corgan about many things. The state of NWA, mixing wrestling and pro wrestling on the recent Smashing Pumpkins tour, and his dislike of talent who go out to do a Meltzer jerk-off match. What the fuck? <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> and then Dave Meltzer replied, saying, Poor Billy. Doesn't like Omega versus Osprey. Usos versus Owens and Zayn, Gunther versus Jew versus Sheamus, Danielson versus Zach, MJF versus Danielson, FTR versus Juice and Jay. Not only that, dislikes the talent in those matches. That's the key right there. Listen, to, just remember that. Uh, that Meltzer said that uh, he implied that Billy Corgan does not like the talent in those matches. Uh, pretty sure he'd die and go to heaven if he could get one of them on his shows. <clears throat> Then, this broke about two hours ago, NWA uh, quote tweeted Dave Meltzer, and they, they, they posted a response from uh, Billy Corgan, and this is what Billy had to say. Dave Meltzer has most certainly built his brand off the efforts of others. Hmm. Uh, but unlike the great wrestlers he mentions all of whom I respect and haven't said a disparaging word against, though he implies I have, Dave positions himself as the expert. <clears throat> he, put that in cap, he put that in all caps. The expert. On what is and isn't worthy of a fan's attention, as opposed to those who actually wrestle. Or, for example, perhaps run a professional wrestling company 365 days a year. The NWA has a pay-per-view coming up on October 28th called Sam Heim. <clears throat> Sam Hain. That's what matters. Fans arguing over worthy or unworthy champions, that's what matters and is the lifeblood of the business. Restoring the legacy and drawing ability of a company that's 75 years old, well, that matters a lot. Yet all must bow to the opinion of one. No, thank you, sir. Wrestling fans all over the world deserve better than that. Tim, <laughs> your thoughts? Shit, it's a lot to take in there. It is. Um, I mean, for that to even be put out there saying that somebody doesn't care about their talent or um, I don't even know really what to say about it. Dave Meltzer is just, it's no surprise that a lot of people don't like him. Um. You know, Bischoff, Eric Bischoff's gone on record on his podcast calling him a shit stain. There's been plenty of uh, actual talent saying things about him. Christian Cage, most recently. Well, what, or was that somebody else? Was that Dave Meltzer or Brian Alvarez? That was Brian Alvarez no. on his... Uh, Apologies. <laughs> but, they're, but, yeah, but they work together on the same show. Okay, well... You know. Yeah, it's... Uh, Seth Rollins this past year, when uh, Seth Rollins did the Logan Paul... Uh, podcast. He, um, uh, someone had mentioned that that Seth had had a number of like four or five star matches, and and uh, by Dave Meltzer and and uh, Seth was like kind of was like eh. like he kind of implied that he doesn't give a fuck about Meltzer's opinions on wrestling and five and ratings match ratings. So yeah, like there's it's a publicly known thing that like this guy is just not liked by a lot of people. Like how know. do you go off of somebody like Dave Meltzer has never been a professional wrestler, right? No. So why the fuck are, do people even care what his ratings are and anything that he has to say about any any of the talent that are, you know, putting their life on the line every week and doing what they love to do for a living? Like, it's just uh, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you and I, what we do, we're not giving match ratings. On on like look, we're not professional wrestlers. We don't claim to be professional wrestlers. We don't give match ratings. Will we give our opinion about a match? Like, did we like it? Did we not like it? Yeah, sure. And usually, your yours and mine's opinion is either similar or dissimilar, depending on the match. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you know, and the things we do criticize is something that we all know 
very well about, which is management, which is creative. You know, I know a little bit more about creative just from working on, you know, some creative things. But even then, it's like to 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 the to a regular person, you can tell a good story from a bad story. So we usually criticize the storytelling of these shows, whether it's WWE or uh, AW or Impact or whatever, ROH, whatever, NWA. For people to give a fuck about what this old guy has to think, I don't really give a fuck, you know? Like, and that's the funny thing about... this business or that's just the funny thing about that situation is that someone like probably jungle boy would rather listen to someone like Dave Meltzer who probably praises him than CM Punk or some uh, other veteran, you know, or like Hangman who has gone on record saying that he does not take advice from, from veterans or he doesn't take advice, you know, that he'd rather fail on his own. It's like, look, you know, maybe in your mind or in your head that sounded like, Oh, I got, you know, ah. I'd rather fail on my own. Don't worry about me. But it just kind of comes off as douchey. And, you know, if you... Again, the Bucks named a move after Dave Meltzer. And, you know, it's just like... to, To work your whole life, your career, just so he can rate your match, I don't really give a fuck. How about, Dave Meltzer, how about you get out there and have a match and we'll rate... We'll rate that match. We'll rate that in. match. Yeah, the whole world can rate that match. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, negative. Uh, is it possible to get negative stars <laughs> for him? Yeah. What's 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 a what's a negative? Uh, what, what we call that? The black abyss. The <laughs> the black hole. <laughs> uh, he is a black hole. You know, it's just it, yeah. Like I don't really give a fuck about what his opinions are on wrestling. I don't go to Dave Meltzer for his opinions. Uh, you know, I know a couple of wrestlers, you know, just from working, uh, here in the local scene in St. Louis. And like, uh, you know, I listen to those guys, you know, who, who bust their asses off and I'm sure they listen to other people who give them advice and so on and so forth. So it's like, you know, I, uh, I don't really give a fuck what Dave Meltzer has to say. This just shows me again, just from reading this, that CM Punk, well, Maybe somewhat of a problem, maybe a little bit of a problem. Dave Meltzer is also a problem in the wrestling business, in the wrestling industry. You know, uh, people have crazy dangerous matches just so they get that rating. And I'm like, A, that's stupid. B, like, who the fuck gives a a flying fuck about this rating system? Like Like, it doesn't even matter. You know, no. wrestling is so subjective, you know, and again, <clears throat> Dave Meltzer was on Chris Van Vliet's podcast and Chris Van Vliet asked the very um, intelligent question of how, how come Kurt Angle hasn't had a five star match? Eddie Guerrero, but Will Ospreay has had 20 five star matches in the last two years, three years. You're telling me those legends haven't had five-star matches, but Will Ospreay has? And look, I'm not saying anything negative about Will Ospreay. Like, I'm sure he's had great matches, but the the just right there, just making that notice of, of make just pointing out that hypocrisy or the, just pointing out that little thing of like, hey, someone that's new that does all these crazy high spots has had twenty. Five star matches, but some of the greats of all time, Kurt Angle, a living legend, Eddie Guerrero will be a legend forever. Hasn't had a five star match, Rey Mysterio. Like, <laughs> give me a break. I'm like, okay, that's how I know this shit's rigged, or that's how I know that whatever it is, whatever this is, it's biased because it's like, look, again, wrestling can be biased. You can have your favorites, whatever, but sometimes. And I'm just saying that sometimes there's some undeniable truths. Eddie Guerrero, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. You're telling me he hasn't had a five-star match? If, uh, if a, and how do you grade a five-star match? You know? Yeah, like what's the criteria? What is know? the criteria of a five-star match? I've seen, I've seen a lot of good matches in my day. I've been a wrestling fan for 20 years. Almost, wait, when did I start watching? Eight years old? 
So yeah, over twenty years. Yeah, and uh, I've seen a lot of great matches. I Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania, probably a five star match. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to tell you though because I don't know how to rate a match. Like yeah. I don't know what how you go about doing that. Eddie versus Brock when he won the championship. Taker versus Shawn at WrestleMania twenty five. Uh, lots of was that not a five star match? Oh, did really? Was I that? I don't know if it was or not. I think. Let me see. Did Dave Meltzer rate it? Uh, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to think back when Chris had him on the show. I think Chris brought up that match, and I think Dave Meltzer said that it was a it was it was close to a five star match, but it wasn't like a four four point five or something. I'm gonna look it up just for this conversation's <laughs> sake. But like even that, yeah. When Chris was interviewing him, I was just like, "What the fuck?" Like that match. One of the like some some people call one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Oh, here we go. He explains the Undertaker Shawn Michaels five star snub. Uh, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot to uh, hold on. Um, yeah, some people take issue. Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. He explained why he didn't think the match considered by many to be the greatest in WrestleMania history he didn't get the five star treatment. Didn't I just say that? Yeah. <laughs> I thought. Uh, yeah. He said, I thought this was pretty damn close, and whenever I say close, that's a four and three-quarter star match. Okay, well, I don't know what that means. So it's just a five-star? It's a five-star match. Uh, I'd already rated the match, but I just remembered these these are two of the all-time greats. Um, I thought the match is freaking awesome. Um Another one was just, subconsciously, I thought the same thing. When when Sean and Undertaker... The first one, which was great, I almost I almost did give it five stars. Some people think it's because of the dive spot that went wrong. It wasn't. Uh, there was a predict a predictableness to it that I could feel like I knew what they were doing. Uh, and how was that a predict? I I don't get what was predictable about it. Like, I got, I thought Sean was going to beat the streak that year. Honestly, in my opinion, yeah. Um, I think we all thought that. There were moments. When we all thought that. So I don't know what the predictability is. He's an, but, uh, but yeah, it's like, yeah, that guy, you're, gonna, you're really going to take that guy seriously? No. Nah. I'm sorry. You know? No. No, no. No, no. I mean, no. I, I, I won't. Um, yeah. I, I don't think anybody really takes his opinion seriously. And they shouldn't. And, um, is yeah. he the only one out there that rates these matches? Like, is there any other... Um, um, I'm sure there's other people, but, uh, you know, he's, I think he's the only one with a big enough name that does. And it's just like, that's stupid. You know? Uh, no, no. I, I want to see him get like curb stomp or something. I think that'd be great. Edge versus Cena, uh, TLC match at Unforgiven. Fuck. That yeah. was a fucking great match. I'm like, that had me on the edge of my seat. Like, I had to, I remember recording that on a VHS, like, just because I, I remember, uh, like, I, if you remember back in the day when you ordered a pay-per-view, they did a replay of that pay-per-view kind of like 10, 15 minutes after the pay-per-view ended. Mm-hmm. So I remember putting in, like, a VHS and that, like, little TV with the VHS connected to it, put it in, hit record, and I remember I had to record that, that whole show because, again... It was just an incredible show to begin with. And but that main event TLC match for the WWE Championship, John Cena versus Edge, I thought was one of the craziest matches I'd ever seen. So if you're telling me that matches like that, again, had some high spots, had some drama, all of the good stuff that you want to see in a wrestling match, isn't a five star? I don't know what this guy's smoking. No. You know, I- what kind of crack is he smoking? What kind of brand of crack is this guy smoking? I don't know, man, but he needs to just, he needs to chill. <laughs> he needs to chill. Um, uh, you can't believe anything this guy says. The rumors, the uh, just the things that he puts online for people to speculate. And, just, and he wants you to pay for that shit on a paywall. Like, no. Yeah. Like, this, this guy is basically saying the same shit we're saying. With the same exact sources. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're not getting paid. We gotta, we're doing this for free. <laughs> you know, we'll give you this for free. We've got no sources, you know, because guess what? There are no sources. <laughs> I have a feeling there are, either there are no sources or these sources are so low in the totem pole of knowledge that they, they'll just go to him just to get, you know, just to get paid a little money 
for saying some some stuff that they maybe overheard or that oh I work for WWE so maybe you know if I say something they'll think oh I know something no I yeah I just I don't take his shit seriously um, you know it's it's painful to listen to sometimes whenever you know uh, I'm just scrolling through YouTube and I'm like okay here's some video about something okay let me watch you know well anytime I see something from him online and I read through the comments it's like. Most of the comments are like, this dude's a liar. Don't believe anything he says. Um, it's just pretty much a consensus that this guy is a uh, just li- straight-up liar. Like, uh, he, just don't go off anything that he says, basically. Yeah. No. So, <clears throat> yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that Dave Meltzer guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um <sighs> yeah, I just don't know. It's it's uh you know he's uh I don't I don't know. It I just don't like him. Nobody yeah. does. Even um like on eighty three weeks, Eric Bischoff, like I don't know I don't know if you're familiar, but like he's not the biggest CM Punk fan, but like this um I was listening to this week's his newest episode. He was talking about the the CM Punk drama and him possibly coming back to WWE talked about all in. And he was like, I don't even put all the blame on uh, CM Punk. Like it's not a hundred percent his fault. Like a lot of it has to do with Dave Meltzer and he just goes on and on about Dave Meltzer and what a, what a cancer he is and just what a disappointment he is to like the wrestling industry. Like he shouldn't even be uh, like talked about in the same breath. Um, so, like, is there anybody that has anything positive to say about this guy? Uh, no. I mean, you can ask the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they have something positive uh, to yeah. say. I mean, look, <sighs> here's the thing. I would agree with that, like, that the assessment that Eric Bischoff made. We, we know about this from the first scrum where CM Punk went off on, on the guy and then went off on Brian Alvarez, uh, you know, for reporting things and, and putting things out there as if they were facts when they weren't, you know, they weren't proven facts. They were just talking rumors, talking speculation. They were just basically doing what we're doing, but to a degree where they know they have listeners. People listen to that show. People think that for whatever reason, they have some sort of authority over all of this, the wrestling, you know, the wrestling space. That there's some kind of, uh, I don't know, some, peop- some people think they're important, but they're really not. Um, they're just like you and me, uh, you know? And it's like, <clears throat> yeah, like a lot of that stems from just false reporting. And, and CM Punk, rightfully so, when, they, when he saw one of them there at the scrum, was like, hey, you know, like called them out. Like, yeah, you should call them out, you know? Like a lot, a lot of times. That's the funny thing too. Is like, is like, you'll like they'll write this shit and then they'll go to those press scrums and then it, like they'll get they'll be like, what me? Like, what what did I do? You know, like when Christian did that whole thing. I don't and I don't even know if that was him being like in character or if he really just doesn't give a fuck about it. But even then, I, like that felt kind of good. <laughs> that just felt good whenever he's like, oh yeah, huh. like when he when, whenever he kind of just dismissed. Uh, the question, because like, look, if you're going to be talking shit about either people or the company or whatever, um, it's like you got to be able to take it whenever someone calls you out right in front of everybody, the world, basically. Do you wrestle? <laughs> That's my favorite one. Like just, yeah, just calling them out in front of everybody, making them look like the idiots that they are, you know? You know? Yeah. It's a cl- and again, we do the exact same thing, but here's the difference. We will never rate a match. Will we like a match more or less than others? Yes. But that's just because everybody has their preferences on matches. You can have your preferences and your own opinions on matches. Uh, But once you get to rating them, that's a little douchey. That's a little, like, like who who do you are? Who do you think you are in that point, like, to rate matches? Like, how easy is it to just say, no, I didn't like that match? No, I really like that match. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, then you have to go to the extent of giving it certain amount of stars. Like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. You know? Well, there's apparently there's some young talent to do. So it's like, 
you know, again, I mean, idiots, <laughs> but still it's like, I, I don't really give a fuck about that. The, the ratings, I don't give a fuck about that shit. Again, we only ever criticize is storytelling. Is, do we criticize wrestlers on, on drama and beef? Yeah, because they let it out, you know, and we are, we're, we are the ones affected by it. CM Punk, the drama between CM Punk and the Young Bucks, who was affected by that? Us. We were all like, okay, maybe they can work something out and actually have a program. Nobody wanted to talk to Punk. Nobody wanted to be the bigger man and just say, okay, we'll work with Punk. After Punk was like, okay, I'll, I'm willing to work with them. It's like, again, like what you've said on multiple podcasts, like it's like it, the wrestling industry, whenever it's this toxic, it's just a bunch of kids. It's just children, you know, unable to work together. Beef. That's not really beef. Roman and Seth having problems with CM Punk that really have nothing to do with them. You know, it's like what? What? Again, whenever the reports were like, and this, I think this is from Dave Meltzer, it was like that CM Punk would have to um, apologize to Roman and Seth. It's like, what is he apologizing about? Saying the truth about you know what Vince wanted. Like again, that interview with Colt Cabana had nothing to do with Roman. Had nothing to do with Seth. It was all about what Vince and that company viewed as important. It's like, oh, this guy looks big. He's he looks strong. We got to make him look strong. Okay, all right, we can do that. But clearly, the people don't want that. So why why do you keep pushing that on people? And then you know, Roman comes out. Oh, he made my hard life. He made my life harder after that interview. It's like, no, he didn't. No. You made your life that harder. <laughs> you know, you had six years from that interview. It took him six years to finally figure out who Roman Reigns was as a character. Mm-hmm. And that was even after John Cena came back and called him out on live television about a promo. About, and he schooled him on that promo battle, you know? That was some good shit. Six years. Like, do you think John Cena had six years to get his shit together? No. John Cena had one, and he almost got fired. And then he figured out this whole uh, doctor, you know, this uh, this doctor doctor thugonomics kind of gimmick. Yeah, PhD, PhD, baby. That turned into his run as uh, WWE champion. So in 2002, he made his debut. Around 2003, 2004 is when he switched into the doctor thugonomics. A year after that, he became WWE champion. Three years. Three years. And he had been champion multiple times from then on out and became face of the company. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I just want to go back to the, uh, the, the Dave Meltzer rating thing. I, th- I believe the only people that know whether or not they're having a good match or had a good match are the people inside the ring. Yeah. Like, people like Dave Meltzer, somebody from outside of like the wrestling world, who have never been inside of a ring, have never had a match themselves, have no place to say whether or not it was a five-star, four-star, three-star yeah. match. Um, yeah, so I would agree. Yeah. I mean, look, and even if you had a bad match, why, do you need, why should you be reminded of it by some idiot who's never been in a wrestling ring, who's never wrestled? And look... I won't even count taking bumps. Like, anybody could take a bump. Anybody can take a chop. I mean, actually going in there and having, like, an actual wrestling match, you know, with another person. So it's like, again, take all that aside. Even if he had a bad match, okay, great. Now I got to be reminded about it by this guy that has never wrestled, has never been in a ring, hasn't done what I've done, you know, quote, unquote. Like, look, that's the thing, you know. Like, imagine, I don't know, like, again, me and you, we can say we didn't like a match, and that's it. Like, we will say, oh, we didn't really think that match was that good. You know, it didn't really grab us. You know, and that's it. That's, that's where it ends, you know. Maybe the story didn't hype it up well enough. Look, look, we were, we were very vocal about the Becky-Trish buildup. That was not the greatest buildup for a match. That fucking match ruled. That was, I would say that was match of the night that night. Like, I, like after that... Everything kind of went downhill. Yeah. Uh, that steel cage match. I mean, that, that steel could be, cage match. That yeah. could be a contender for match of the year. In my I opinion. mean, I would say that. Like that was match. I would say that was one of the matches 
one of the biggest matches for WWE. No, that was five stars. I'm going to give that match five stars. (laughs) Five stars. (laughs) I'm going to give that. I'm going to give that a a a five suns. You know, because it took me around the world (laughs) five hundred (laughs) times. But uh, but yeah, it's like you know. Again, we were critical about the build up to it. We're like, ah, we don't know about the story. Eh, It feels like a flimsy storyline. When that match came. You know, they, they put on a one hell of a fucking steel cage match. I would say I would say that was one of the best steel cage matches we'd seen in a long time. Yeah. That hasn't been like a, a memorable steel cage match in forever mm-hmm. that I can think about. But now when people ask me, hey, what's the most memorable steel cage match you've seen? I'd be like, Becky Trish. Yeah. You know? There might not have been, it might even go back to like before like the PG era. Before the P yeah, it it had to be. You know, maybe there's the one with Ray jumping off the steel cage. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's another one. Uh, I can't think of it, you know. Yeah. But, but yeah, I would say probably like if you were to ask me in ten years, like what's the most memorable steel cage match you've seen? Maybe Becky and Trish would be up there. Yeah, maybe number one. So, again, we will never rate matches. We'll never be like, oh, these people suck at wrestling. Maybe we'll be like, hey, wasn't their best match? Um. But we'll, yeah, we will be critical about storylines, build up to shows, because that's the stuff that gets us involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, and again, we're, we're that podcast. We always say it. Story. It's all about the story. It is. You know? And so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, man. I feel like that was a long rant. <laughs> but um, uh, as we wind down, we're going to talk about something that happened this week with Vince McMahon. Uh, who's a, I guess we're not sure if he's a hundred percent out of the company or just, he's been, um, let me see. I, I got to find out what was the actual wording because, uh, so officially or unofficially or behind the scenes, it's been kind of reported that triple H has been knighted, uh, as the head of creative for WWE programming. And, uh, so Nobody knows exactly what happened, but so this is kind of, uh, let me see. So uh, these, these are just memes, but so Vince McMahon sold WWE Endeavor so he could be in charge just for them to turn around and give creative control back to Triple H and blame him for the stock dropping. Uh, you can't make this shit up. This is that's what somebody said. So yeah, so Vince McMahon, apparently uh, the reason why he was removed from creative and removed from all of that was because uh, the stock dropped for Endeavor. And their analysis, their data suggested that Vince McMahon is the reason why the stock dropped because of all the negative, all the negativity surrounding him and you know what happened last year and his embarrassing exit from WWE last year from the allegations. And again, we should point out they're just allegations. You know, we you know, we don't know for sure, but again, uh, but that was that. And so I think we mentioned it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago that the reason why Vince McMahon sold to Endeavor wasn't because WWE was stale, even though that's what he said. He said, oh, our product is stale. He said that to uh, the, the, his employees. He said that to his employees. Oh, yeah, WWE is stale. We're, we haven't been doing that great. But they have been having record number. You know, it was, it was the highest record number year for them as far as attendance, sales, gates, merchandise, everything. And then this guy's coming out and saying, uh, yeah, we're not doing that great. <laughs> so we had to sell. Yeah, right. And, and then again, it, 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 it was being, again, the reports were that, oh, Benson Man sold so that he can get back into power. And it looked like that was going to happen. But then the stock price dropped. And suddenly, Ari Emanuel... Nick Khan, they're like, uh, you know what, Vince? We're going to have to give Triple H over here full creative control. And you could start to see it, even from this past Monday. DIY came back. Cameron Grimes was featured, I think, on SmackDown this past Friday, whenever we were there. So it's like a lot of people that Triple H really very much endorses have been coming back. Karen Cross is going to come back, apparently. Hopefully, maybe a good program. Again, we never root against people, but like Karrion Cross has not been someone that I've been excited to see. Hopefully, maybe he gets into a program that 
I don't know, is good with somebody. Maybe they can make it work. I don't know. Let's let's just pray to God, you know. Triple H sees something in him. Who knows? But um but yeah, so Triple H was removed from uh creative control. You, you know? mean Vince. Van- oh yeah, <laughs> Vince. Vince was removed. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm all over the place, man. <laughs> Vince removed, Triple H knighted. Yeah. Um Thoughts. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully this is the uh, the permanent decision. I know there's been kind of like some uh, like we haven't really known like who's in creative, who's not. Uh, like Triple H was at one point, and then Vince came back and got involved, and now Vince is supposedly like gone from creative, and Triple H has now taken over, um, which is a great thing. I think we can all agree because. Yeah. Uh, you obviously notice differences in creative as, as, as far as who is behind it. Um, so yeah, hopefully I think that was a smart decision. Um, hopefully it stays that way. Yeah. I mean, look, we've been saying it forever that triple H is, he's, he's, he's been the right guy for the job for creative. When you look back at NXT, uh, black and gold, that was some of the best television, some of the best wrestling we had seen. Um, they were, it was back when people talked about NXT as it, like, as if it wasn't the developmental, but like an official third brand, you know? And then back, and then when, and then when uh, Vince McMahon took over after I think Triple H had like a heart attack or something. Yeah. Some, something like that. Some kind of thing. Cause that's when he was kind of forced to like re- retire kind from of, wrestling. Yeah. Retire from wrestling, but stick back. Um, when, once Vince got his hands on NXT, suddenly it became a developmental system again, and it 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 was just not good, you know. And then it's taken NXT a while to find its footing again, and finally, I think it's it's starting to figure itself out. You know, it's got people like Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams, Tiffany Stratton, um, you know, Roxanne Perez. Roxanne Perez, she's rising as well there. So it's like. You know, it's taken a while, but they finally figured out their footing, what this product of NXT is, you know, and uh, it's not, I'm not shocked that it, you know, Shawn Michaels has something to do with it, you know, someone that uh, Triple H trusts. Um, And again, Triple H, uh, well, you know, way overqualified for the position, you know, and, you know, hopefully we start to see more changes in the coming weeks. I think. This past SmackDown, we saw some with Kevin Owens coming over, with Nick Aldis being named the general manager of SmackDown, and then Adam Pearce is officially the GM of Raw. Oh, yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on uh, Kevin Owens coming over to SmackDown? Because I guess that's the official end of Kevin and Sammy as a tag team now. All of a sudden, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what like what the what the road uh, holds for Kevin down the line. Hopefully some big stuff. You know, hopefully, yeah, he'll hopefully something big. You know, if he's going if he's going to be on the on the blue brand where uh, Roman is, mm. you know, so hopefully something big. Um, you know, if there's any criticism I would have about Kevin this past year is I feel like WWE really dropped the ball on them and Sammy as a tag team when they won the titles at Mania. I feel like that was such a huge moment and. I don't know. Like they just, I don't know. Maybe it it was either because of some injuries that they had, you know, unfortunately. And, and just, I don't know, but they just did not do a good enough job with, with, with Sammy and Kevin while they were tag champs. Yeah. I felt like they were going to have a a longer title reign. Yeah. Like, cause that was a big story going into WrestleMania with the Usos. They won, like you said, they won the main event. It was, it was, uh, the buildup was fantastic. And then, you know, few months later they're already dropping the titles to judgment day yeah. which you know isn't a bad thing judgment day has been on a roll too yeah but, but uh, they, i mean they weren't even featured on some of the uh pay-per-views leading up to that the one that where they lost like the, i think there was like several pay-per-views where they just weren't on the show i think money of the bank was one um trying to think of the other ones but but yeah it was it was just kind of like jarring you know yeah i'm like where the hell are sammy and kevin you know, but then, you know, you hear that like Sami Zayn was injured or Kevin Owens had an injury and, you know, and then also the, there was a point where they both weren't injured, but they just weren't being featured. So it's like, what the hell is going on here? You know? Yeah. 
And so Sammy, hopefully, Sammy was featured and like he wasn't in the main event at the Rumble, but he was, you know, he was by Roman's side in that match with yeah. Kevin Owens. He was in the main event with Roman for the title at Elimination Chamber in Canada. Yep. Uh, main event of WrestleMania. Yep. So he was like the hottest thing going at the beginning of the year. Now it's just kind of he seemed to be dropping off lately. Yeah. I mean, his, as far as appearances, yes, but like I feel like. Even still, when he comes out, he still gets that great ovation. So I think it's just a matter of just having him come out consistently, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, you have a great talent in Sammy. So it's like, it, it's not that hard for for him to get over again. I mean, he's still over. So it's like, yeah, like hopefully hopefully with the, with this change, you know, we get more Sami Zayn featured on Raw. Maybe he challenges uh, Seth for the title at rumble yeah well Possibly. yeah i was gonna say crown jewel but they got drew mcintyre yeah. for that one uh something yeah rumble would be great you know or survivor series or survivor series or something you know now that he's kind of like gonna have to be singles um so yeah we'll see we'll see what happens with sammy and kevin on separate brands now um i was kind of worried there for a second that they were gonna turn them heel and have them feud with uh jay and cody which i i wouldn't be opposed to seeing them f- you know, have a match together, but I, I really don't want to see Kevin and Sammy as heels because they were like the hottest baby faces. Yeah, a few months ago, and for them to just turn heel just for the sake of it, like yeah, no, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like it just wouldn't work. I mean, maybe it would work, but like it would take a while before we all were like, yeah, yeah, you know, like it, yeah, it, it, I think because they had been heels not too long before. Well, Sammy was at least because he was still in the bloodline. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah no, no, yeah. I mean, I think I think this is the run. This is the babyface Sammy run that we want. So hopefully he kind of builds off of the momentum that he built this er- earlier this year. Hopefully he ends on a high note, uh, even though the kind of the middle of the year, again, played with injuries and then just not being featured. So hopefully, you know, with, with this change of creative, we'll get more Sammy and Kevin on their respective brands, you know, building up towards something rather than just being there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. For sure. You know, because we love Sammy and Kevin. Like my favorite, my favorite thing that Kevin did this week, I think, was when the was it Vinci had like a like a sec, like a little vignette about how he's perfect and stuff, and then they they go back to Sammy and Kevin in the ring. <laughs> Kevin's like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> yeah, he's like sitting on the top turn. Yeah. It's like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> That's classic. Classic Kevin. He does know? that all the time. Like I remember there was like a commercial break, or, or he was in the ring after his entrance, and there was like another promo for something. And he pretty much said the same thing. Like, why are they showing this? I just saw it. <laughs> it was like a replay from like the segment before. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, yeah. I mean, classic Kev, man. That's the good shit. That's the good shit. Yeah. You know, that's the that's the stuff we're gonna miss on on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, again, hopefully uh, Kevin gets into a program with with somebody. I don't know. I mean, who knows who it might be with? I don't know. But you know, hopefully it's good. Yeah. Lots of talent. Yeah. Lots of talent, dude. Um, all right, man. Well, I think that is it for Wrestling Overtime, guys. Uh, like I said, uh, if you're listening to this, it's because it, it came out this Wednesday. It's out Wednesday. Uh, and then again, like I said on the Wrestling with Stooges podcast, that if there's ever any breaking news that we need to cover ASAP day of, I'm going to go ahead and record my thoughts on it. And then I will ask Tim to send me uh, voice notes of his thoughts. And we'll splice them together. We'll we'll edit it so that you know you get my thoughts and his thoughts, and uh, yeah, that way we're always caught up with the news, so we're never behind. We're always on time because mm-hmm. we're Stooges. Yeah, and there's one thing Stooges are: is we're punctual, <laughs> <laughs> punctual, educated. Yeah, we're we're, we're the, the Stooges Academy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> SA baby, shush. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah. No, anything else to say, Tim? Uh, I don't think so. I think we've gotten everything out that we wanted to say. Uh, yeah, we've covered it all. Yeah, we've covered it all. Just keep tuning in and listening to the Stooges every week and, you know, give us your feedback if you would like because we're always welcome to your feedback. Yes, yes. We subscribe. love feedback. Hit that subscribe button too. Yep, hit that subscribe button. Leave a comment. Give us a rating. I know we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, we'll tra- we're, we're talking to you, Dave. <laughs> Give us a rating. (laughs) 
Oh man, yes. Give us a rating on uh, on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> oh man, what do you enjoy about this podcast? What what can we improve on? You know, I know, like like I said at the beginning of, of when we started this, is that we are working on getting guests at certain points. Right now, it's just not the time. You know, right now we just kind of want to build up on our, you know, on our chemistry with myself and Tim. We want to, you know, just deliver news. We want to deliver, you know, um, you know what what people are saying in the internet wrestling community, and uh, and eventually we'll get to interviews. You know, we'll get ha- we'll we'll have guests on our show from the independent scene. Maybe some even some national television, you know, talent. You know, I'm not gonna say any names. You know, don't want to jinx, but you know, we're working on stuff. So, you know, give us time, guys. But make sure you're listening. You know. We we checked and we we have a couple hundred listeners in, in the past month, so that's awesome that, that our podcast is getting a couple hundred plays. You know, show yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> We're still waiting. Yeah, so you know, like I said, like just subscribe. You know, give us a rating, leave a review. Like, what do you guys want to see on the podcast or hear? Uh, you know, yeah. So, <sighs> I think that's it. You know, guys. So, what do we always say? Stooges out. out.